Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Then Jesus and his disciples arrived at the country of Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not tor torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, what is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside, a large herd of swine was feeding and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake, and it was drowned. When the swine herd saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people around, of the surrounding country of Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. The Gospel of the Lord. What's going on here in these readings today? As we move into summer 
and the Sundays after Pentecost, we'll be hearing a lot from the Gospel of Luke and a lot of material that's unique to Luke. We go into these ordinary Sundays and we study the teachings and the actions of Jesus. And today, it's a startling story of Jesus getting in the boat with his disciples and going off to the other side of the Sea of Galilee and encountering a man with legion, demon, many demons. It's interesting that legion word is the same one for the Roman a Roman legion that included something like 5,000 soldiers. What's going on? And then we're paired up with this text from Isaiah that's hard to get our brains around too, but they actually go really well together, and that's where I want to start today. Isaiah, the prophet, speaking in the last part of that book, very likely after the people have come back from exile, envisions, and almost out of nowhere, a time where now God's blessing and covenant will be not just held for the Israelites, not just held for the Jews, but will go out to all people. As God says on be, in the words of the prophet, I was ready to be sought out by those who did not ask. To be found by those who did not seek me. I said, here am I. Here am I. <laughs> to a nation that did not call on my name. Here am I. Here am I. This sounds like, <laughs> this sounds like a God who wants to be found. <laughs> When Jesus gets in the boat with his disciples and he goes to the other side, guess where he's going? He's going to an area that was not Jewish. If you take the Sea of Galilee up here and the Dead Sea down here, this side of the Sea of Galilee was a Jewish side. The side with Capernaum, which is really right at the top in the north, and then Magdala down a little bit further and Tiberias a little further. We don't find any pig bones as we do archaeology from the first century over here. But where Jesus is going, he says, get in the boat, and he goes to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And guess what we find there? Lots of pig bones. This is an area where there were Jewish people, but there were lots of Gentile people. This is an area of the Gentiles in Jesus' day. Kind of the northern kingdom. Kind of um, almost representative of those nations that Isaiah, the prophet's talking about. These people that didn't seek God, but are going to find God. These people for whom God would come and say, here am I, here am I. <laughs> Are you starting to see what's going on here in the gospel reading now? Luke is interesting. He doesn't tell us why Jesus went across the lake. We do know, though, on his way across, and this is the part of the reading you didn't hear just before this, what happens. The storm hits, 
and Jesus is asleep, and they think we're perishing. You, you just know the disciples. What were they thinking? See, Jesus, I told you we shouldn't go over to the other side of the lake. That's the evil side. That's the side with all those bad people, those unclean people, those people we don't want to hang around with. And look, we're even trying to go across the lake, and now a storm's going to come and going to destroy us all. Don't you care that we're perishing, Jesus? And Jesus stands up and says, peace, be still silences the wind and the waves and he says keep going and as soon as they get off the boat as soon as they hit land there is this man uncontrollable in in chains has to live with amongst the tombs with legion of evil and evil spirits Jesus is casting this one out And so they say, hey, we know our time is up. Don't throw us in the abyss. Send us into those pigs. The irony is that there was a folklore in Jesus' day that demons hated water. And so what does Jesus do? He puts them in unclean animals that go and get drowned in the water, in the sea. What does this mean? What is going on? I'd like to hold before you the possibility that what's happening is exactly what the prophet in the last part of Isaiah would say would happen. There would come a time when God would go to the people who weren't seeking God and say, here am I, here am I. Jesus goes and he shows his power over all evil, the devil everything and he does this amazing display of power why because he wants to show these people that god is for them too not just for the jewish people god is for them too now this is kind of interesting isn't it because doesn't jesus himself say seek And you shall find, knock and the door shall be opened. He he says that we should seek first the kingdom of God and then everything else will be added to us. He, He says seeking God is good. And yet here we've got a situation where Jesus goes to some people who don't even know who he is, don't even care who he is, and then after he heals this man, say, get out of here. What is going on here with this message, with God's word, where God is going to some people who don't even seek him, who aren't even asking, who aren't even knocking, and God goes and, boom, shows who God is, shows his power, shows what God is about, defeating sin, death, and the devil. Just, I mean, it's, almost, it's just a beautiful act of uh, power Um, struggle with God showing who's really in control. Who is the real power in this world? Because I'm pretty sure that when we look around in the world and we see all the evil and all the struggle and all the brokenness and all the, the horrible things that go on in our world, we might ask ourselves, who really is in control? Stories like this say, in the midst of all of those questions, The God who raised Jesus Christ is the ultimate power. 
But again, what do we do with this God who goes out and is found by people who were not even seeking God? I want to tell you, and I know this is a sleepy summer Sunday morning, clouds, you know. I mean, you guys did so good. You got out of bed today. That is so awesome. You actually came to seek God today. But what I get to tell you is that the actual very heart of the gospel is right here before us today in these two readings. I mean, we can talk till we're blue in the face about how we should seek after God, about how we should climb the ladder up to God, we can, about all the things we need to be doing, we can, we can, I can talk till I'm blue in the face about that. But you know what? Here's the gospel. While you were sitting around not seeking God, while you were dead in your trespasses, I mean, if you don't know that, you were. Our sin separates us from God. <laughs> I mean, today we think we're all good and fine, you know, but, but in truth... Our sin separates us. So while we were just not even seeking out God, God came to us. That first happened in baptism. I love that we baptize little babies, adults, doesn't matter. But I love that because, I mean, there's, it's, we don't want to get any mistake that the gospel is when God comes to us without us even doing a thing. God goes off into this foreign country in Christ Jesus and, and takes care of this man with this demon. Did he invite Jesus? No. He didn't invite him. These people don't even want him there. And he just invades their territory. That's what he's done with us. And he comes to us and he invades our territory. Even when we're hardened, our hearts are hardened, and we don't think we need God, God will not stop. God keeps coming after us to say, I love you. You're my child. I will not let you go. Um, I'm here for you. And that, that's, that's the pure gospel right there, isn't it? So, so what, what about our seeking? If God seeks us out, even when we are not seeking him, what are, what, do we just sit around and do nothing? No, now the actual thing that's really cool because Jesus does say seek him out, I think what Jesus is saying is that now that I've found you, now that in my grace I've come and found you, and even if you don't realize it, in your baptism I destroyed sin, death, and the devil. It's power over you. It's final word over you. Now that I've done that, yeah, seek me. And let me tell you where I want you to find me. Not in your own efforts, not in your own, um, your own pilgrimages and your searching and all of this. No, God's made it real simple. I'm going to set up a church with broken, fallible people. It's an institution that's got problems just like every institution. But in this place, I'm putting the goods. I'm putting where you can connect to me. And I promise you, I'll be there. God has promised that in the preaching of this word, right now, this day, as you open up those scriptures and you read them, as you pray, as you seek him out where he says he can be found, God is there for you. And he gave us sacraments. He gave us a supper. And he gave us the waters of baptism. And he said, seek me there. I will be found in my word. 
Yes, you can grope around out there in the world all you want, and that's fine. And yes, you can see God in all the beauty of nature and creation. That's fine. That's good. But let me tell you something. God has said to you and me, this is where I want to be found. This is where I want to be found. And he's given us the gift of his word and sacrament. So, you know, I don't know. It's just a cool thought, isn't it? To think that I wasn't even looking. And God came and grabbed hold of me. And the other cool thing about that is, you know, sometimes in our life we might have a time in our journey where we're like, I'm not so sure about this God thing. But you know, isn't it cool that God's, God isn't going to step away and say, okay, well, now that you've forsaken me, I'm going to forsake you. No, God sticks with us. Ah. And then with that, we go, wow, okay, I'm going to, since God is faithful, I'm going to keep seeking him where he's told me to seek him. That's what you're doing today. You know, it's interesting. The man, after he's healed, wants to go with Jesus. Let me go with you. <laughs> Jesus says, no, stay here and say all the great things that God has done for you. You know, maybe that's the next step. In addition to seeking God where he wants to be found, maybe the next step is actually turning to someone at some point in time and saying, you know, God has been really great to me. And maybe you'll point to the many blessings as we think about blessings in our lives, family, friends, a roof over your head, you know, <laughs> maybe a job, you know, maybe um, friendships. Um, uh, I don't, you know, maybe you'll point to all those things, but ultimately I'd hope you would say, you know what God has done for me? He's given me a promise that I matter and I'm his child and he won't ever let me go. Can you, can we, Learn to just simply say and tell all the great things God has done for us. And one last word of affirmation that you're here today. You came to worship God. Yes, you did. You came to encounter God. You came to seek God out. But one of the things that you get to do today as you sing and as you pray is you get to tell everybody else here the great things that God has done for you. That's what, that's what we're doing together. We're honoring God. So we are doing it. Let's keep doing it. And let's just keep relishing that God won't let anything, won't stop at anything to invade our territory and make us whole with the gospel. Amen.